Journey with Panagia, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. As we approach the feast of the falling asleep of the All-Holy Theotokos on August 15, the Greek Orthodox Christian Society brings you Journey with Panagia, a podcast series reflecting on the miraculous life of the Virgin Mary, also known as the Panagia or Theotokos, who Orthodox Christians honour as the bearer of Jesus Christ, enabling God to take human flesh and making Panagia the supreme example of cooperation between God and man. In this edition of the podcast, we reflect on the wedding at Cana with Helen Magdus of the Greek Orthodox Ladies Group. This is The Journey with Panagia. Panagia and the Wedding of Cana. The first of our Lord's great signs or miracles was the transformation of water into wine at the marriage in Cana of Galilee. Jesus had been invited to the marriage there together with his mother and disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus intervened. She said to Jesus, They have no wine. Why did she intervene? Maybe because the absence of wine would spoil the festive atmosphere of the wedding, or maybe because the absence of wine would embarrass the bridegroom and the bride and their families. Whatever it was, the intervention reveals how the mother of Jesus was not detached from the everyday concerns and happenings of those around her. She was interested, involved and concerned. So what is the significant? So what is significant about her intervention? Well, the wedding at Cana is the beginning of Panagia's role of intercession in the life of faith of the faithful. It reveals her gift of intercession. We know that the Theotokos has a unique role in our lives. She is not just the mother of Jesus, but she is in a very real sense our mother too, our spiritual mother, our Yerondisa. The Theotokos is watching over us, watching out for us, and when we are in difficulty of any kind, she intercedes and prays for us. Even now, the mother of Jesus continually speaks to her son on our behalf and is our intercessor before his throne. Are you surprised at the way Jesus responds to his mother's intervention? He says to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Many have interpreted his response as dismissive of his mother, especially the use of the word woman instead of mother. However, the use of the word woman is significant because by using this expression, the evangelist presents the Theotokos as the counterpart to Eve, who is also called woman in Genesis. The mother of Jesus is the new Eve, 
who will act in a way that is in harmony with the will of God and not in a way that will subvert that will like the first Eve did. When Jesus says, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. The church fathers interpret this to mean that Jesus is reluctant to fully reveal himself as the Messiah. However, the fact that he responds to his mother's request despite this reluctance confirms the respect he has for her and the effectiveness of her role as intercessor. Her response to her son's rebuke is also revealing because when she approaches the wedding servants and says, whatever he says to you, do it, then she teaches us to have complete trust in Christ. Her words of instruction to the wedding servants are her words of instruction to us. Whatever he says to you, do it. Follow Christ and always seek to do as he says, to observe his teaching, submit to his will. Don't question it and do not delay in fulfilling it. These words confirm yet again the humility of the mother of God, Christ's first and best disciple. It reveals that the essence of faith is humble obedience. Many have questioned the love that we Orthodox have for the Theotokos and they feel that the way we honour her in some way detracts from the honour and role which belongs to Jesus Christ as the mediator of our salvation, especially when we say during our services over and over again, Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us means help us with your intercessions so that we can become free of evil and free of our passions. By saying save us, we do not mean forgive our sins because only Christ can do this, but rather we are stressing her role as intercessor and we are saying intercede to your son for our salvation. Also, we need to remember that it is impossible to say it in Christ with our devotion to the mother of God as he himself was devoted to her as he shows in his last hour on the cross when he said to John, his disciple, Behold your mother. He is not offended at the way we honour her because he set the example by sending his archangel Gabriel to honour her with the words, Blessed are you among women. Properly honouring the Theotokos in no way distracts us from worshipping her son, but inspires us all the more to welcome him into our lives as she did. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And trusting him the way she expressed it at Cana, whatever he says to you, do it. We honour the mother of God because she is the mother who gave birth to the son of God and the first one who intercedes for the world in the presence of the Most Holy Trinity. She helps us all with her holy prayers. St. Baisius was especially devoted to Panagia and often told stories about her. He once said that out of profound respect for Christ, he often felt more comfortable praying to Panagia. You approach your mother, he explained, with more courage than your father. One of his stories about Panagia is particularly moving. Once while I was at the monastery of Philotheo, he says, immediately after the all-night vigil for the feast day of transfiguration, 
I was sent on an errand by the abbot to take a letter to the abbot of Eviron Monastery and to pick up an elderly pilgrim who was arriving by boat and to bring him to our monastery. At that time, I would divide the fasting period for the most holy Theotokos into two parts. I would not eat anything till the feast day of the Transfiguration. On the feast day, I would eat something. And then again, I would not eat till the feast day of the Theotokos. This time, however, I left immediately after the vigil, so I did not have a chance to eat anything. It was one and a half hour journey on foot. I arrived at Eviron Monastery, gave the letter, and then walked to the port to wait for the pilgrim. The boat, however, was delayed, and then I began to feel dizzy and weak. I remember then I had not eaten anything. I went a short distance away among some trees to avoid being seen by others. Then, as I sat there, I thought that maybe I should ask Banahia to help me to find something to eat. But then, I immediately resisted this thought and I said to myself, why should I bother Banahia for such a small matter when she has so many people to look after? At that very moment, a priest appeared before me with a loaf of bread two figs and a bunch of grapes. Take these, he said, in the name of the Theotokos. And then he disappeared. Well, then I began to cry and I did not even want to eat anything. I was so moved by Panagia's motherly concern for me. Look, I said to myself, look at how as a loving mother she provides for us even for the smallest things. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Journey with Banagia. 
To keep up to date with the podcast series, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For more Orthodox talks, sermons and podcasts, visit orthodoxjourney.com.